Okay, one little quick episode. I don't got two hours in me. I got to get some sleep, but I just saw the, this statement. One of Capitol Records' newest signees is Effin Mecca, a rapper created from artificial intelligence. And what's shown is it's like a like a live stream, like a, like a, I don't know what you call it. Like when someone's like live streaming on Instagram or something, it's an AI video of like a guy in streetwear with green hair, you know, and with like rap playing. I mean, it, it doesn't even bother me, but it's it just, it's like, it's incredible to me. I feel like in the last like six months, I've seen a way bigger shift toward this stuff. Like, where like the floodgates opened and now people are ready to just make this AI stuff a total reality. Like I've seen a way bigger commitment to this kind of stuff. Like just to even do that, that Capitol Records would create an AI rapper. I mean, you can see this started with uh, the hologram Tupac. You know, they started being like, oh, people will pay to see a hologram of Tupac and not just Tupac we're going to make him even more buff than he really was which is funny because the real Tupac from what I remember was pretty muscular like at least pretty like maybe like skinny but ripped skinny but ripped you know so like let's make him buffer so it's like you're not even seeing an exact hologram of Tupac you're seeing this new Tupac you've created but this was just the next step from that. But I, I've seen just, I've been paying attention to some of these AI image generators. Like I've talked about this on here and that's blowing my mind. It's blowing my mind. Like some of what's coming out of AI image generators to the point where like, I'm seeing things now that I truly wouldn't be able to tell. And they're creative and they're dynamic. And this is now. I mean, who knows where this is going? Who knows what's already available that isn't being seen by the public? But I'm seeing people like do like companies doing these. Like it's, it's a obviously a publicity stunt. It's kind of like a gag. Like we created an AI rapper, and you can watch like an Instagram stream of him dancing, which I, I'll never understand dancing. I know human beings have a need to do it. I know that people like it. I under, here's what I'll say about dancing. I'm not a dancer. I don't dance. I understand, though, why someone would want to dance and why that would feel good. What I don't understand is watching somebody else dance. Like, yeah, it's choreographed, but it, I don't know. I guess to each their own, but I've just, I've never found even, never once, I can tell you that I've never one time in my entire life enjoyed watching somebody else dance. Like, even a hot woman, I'm not enjoying the dancing. Like, if, I, if I'm watching a hot woman dance, and I'm like, oh, look at it. She got double DDs. Look at her. Look at, look at her hip-to-waist ratio. Oh, my God. And if I'm watching a, a woman dance, and I like that, it's not the dancing I like. It's her. But the idea of, like, watching dancing unto itself. So now, like, this video, it's like this, this AI guy dancing in a parking lot he's got you know green hair he looks like every other like street streetwear rapper soundcloud rapper you know he looks like any other but and and i say he you know but this is just some ai creature but i i took a glance at the comments you know i like to do this every once in a while the last couple of years just a once in a blue moon like look at the comments to something and just see what i see and th this it's esoteric 
And let me say something about esotericism real quick. I've been meaning to say this for a while. But, you know, we sometimes think of esotericism as something that isn't concrete. Like it's very abstract but elusive and obscure. It's something abstract and obscure. Like it's something that like you might not ever actually know the meaning or what it's trying to communicate. I don't know if that's the right way to look at it. Like, I don't think of something esoteric being like meaningless or elusive. I just think it's like you don't immediately understand it. And there's like a relativity, a relativity to esotericism where if you're an insider, it's no longer esoteric. Like if you're part of a secret society, the language and customs and rules and rituals of the secret society are no longer esoteric. They're like the currency you know, of, of the world you're in, of the, of the secret society you're in. But to an outsider, they would be esoteric. Like a symbol that you don't, you don't know the meaning to is esoteric at first glance. But if you know what that symbol means, it loses that esotericism to the point where like, look at how many symbols we use that we know the meaning to. Like think about the medical cross. Like we put a medical cross on a sign or anything, and we know immediately that that means medical, first aid. It's not intuitive, but we've gotten so used to associating that that we see like a red cross, even just the, those two words together. Medicine owns the words red cross. Not the red cross, but just even just the symbol, the red cross. Like it owns those words. It owns that symbol. Just like gay people own the rainbow flag now, and good for them. Because I don't, I can tell you that I don't, I wouldn't want to represent myself. I wasn't using the rainbow flag. I don't like a bunch of primary colors stacked together. It's not my idea of like what I want to see. And so gay people can have that and that's great. Take it. Take that rainbow flag. Medicine is the, the red cross. Like they own that. You can't use a red cross and, you know, have it be associated with anything else. And... If you didn't know what that meant, though, you'd be like, what the fuck does that mean? You know, if, if you're an alien who's come down to Earth and you just see these red crosses everywhere, or on, on there's vans that drive by, they have it on them, there's buildings. You go to the store and they have these little white, like, kits. There's a first aid kit, but it has a red cross on it. You'd be like, what does that mean? What does that mean? You, you wouldn't know what that means because it's like, what is this red cross? Like, there's nothing about that that tells you that means like health or medicine or anything. There's nothing about the red cross itself that means that. So if you didn't know, it'd be a very esoteric symbol. Like this has some sort of hidden meaning and human beings use it for a lot of things. But because we're, because I'm so familiar with it, I would never think of a red cross as esoteric. You know, I would never think of the Nike swoosh as esoteric, but if you're seeing the Nike swoosh for the first time, I mean, think about that. Think about like people in uh, 500 years, they're going to be digging into the rubble of America 1990 to 2010, whatever the fuck, whatever range of years. They're going to be digging into the rubble like 500 years from now, and they're like, we noticed that the people of this, this America place... They all wore shoes with this swoosh on them. It was very they, they would spend hundreds of dollars on on these. They would wear the swoosh on their, their shirt, 
on their hat. Human beings would walk around adorning themselves with this swoosh. The swoosh. That seems really esoteric, right? The swoosh? The swoosh? It is, though. I mean, like, if you didn't know, I mean, it's kind of esoteric as it is because it's like, I think it's a golf swing. And then, like, the slogan as well. Like, you would think about that. Like, think about coming from a totally foreign point of view and you don't know what capitalism is. You don't know what, like, sportswear is. You don't know what sponsorship is. You don't know who Michael Jordan is. And you just like look at this society that existed where a significant number of people wore shoes and shirts and shorts and hats. And there were like giant advertisements, which like, you know, so there's like these big giant billboards and things. And they all have this swoosh on them. People spend a lot of money on this stuff. It's a status symbol, like where if you have these shoes, it means you have like money and you're cool. If you just saw that an entire society operated that way, like this means something to them. Uh, so it'd be very esoteric. You would you'd probably think it was some sort of religious symbol. And that one's a little weirder because it's like it's obvious. It obviously is this sort of status symbol. There's a lot going on there. It's not like a medical cross or something, but it's kind of similar where it's just, it's, it's like we see it and like, I've never once like thinking about it now, like I'm like, it's really fucking weird, but never in my life have I looked at the Nike swoosh and thought, oh, that strange symbol appears again on somebody's clothing. What does it mean? That strange, I, I went to this place, America, and there was this strange symbol that people wore. And I, I realized that if I put that symbol on me, oh, but there was there were other versions that you could buy that were, they said were fake. And there's nothing worse than wearing a fake pair of shoes with that symbol on them, made in in China. You know, it, it's weird. It's it's a it's a system. The swoosh system, the Nike swoosh system. But uh, it is though. It's it's like it's it would seem very esoteric and like well we don't look at a Nike swoosh and think like oh it's a golf swing and we love golf swings. It's become we 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 associate it with like status and celebrity like like we associate it with affluence and just like I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't really know what the appeal is of Nike. I have nothing against Nike. Like I'm not I'm not anti Nike. And then too, I mean, then you add the aspect in that it's like named after a god or whatever, and you could see where future generations would be like, what was that? But I, what I wanted to say about that is like the esoteric often refers to something concrete that insiders understand, and it's not esoteric to them. So like what's esoteric to you is obviously not esoteric to me. And if, if it's esoteric to everybody, I would say like, does it even have any meaning at all? Like, does it even have any purpose? Um, I, I would question that. Like, because I think the things that are esoteric to me or, or like the esotericism that is attractive to me is attractive because like once you become immersed in it, the meaning becomes very clear and concrete and it's not just trying to be weird or different or out there or elusive. 
it's something that like becomes clear the more familiar you are with it. Otherwise, I don't. It's just fucking bullshit, right? But anyway, I don't know what got me going on that. <laughs> oh, oh, I do know this. This first comment. I'm back to the the AI rapper who got signed, quote unquote, signed to Capitol Records. Obviously, a publicity stunt, but it is indicative of some stuff that's happening. But the first comment here is esoteric to me. Like I know that to this person. And a lot of people, like, this makes sense. This, I know this comment makes sense to, because this comment has almost 500 likes in response to the AI rapper. And the comment says, I know six, nine when I hear terrible music. And there's 500 likes. I'm guessing six, nine is a rapper. Where it says, I know 6 9 when I hear terrible music, and there's 500 likes. So I'm guessing, like, maybe they got 6 9. I think I've heard that, actually. So maybe this isn't as strange to me. I think I have heard that. But, like, you know, and like the response is like DJ Khalid. Like, somebody, I guess people use like DJ Khalid memes of his face. I don't know, you know, which is esoteric to me. Cause, like, I don't know that. Like, I hear a lot of DJ Khalid jokes. Somehow, I hear a lot of DJ Khalid... Oh, I hear a lot of DJ Khalid jokes. I do, though. I hear a lot of DJ Khalid jokes, and I don't really understand them. They're kind of esoteric to me. Like, I know he's a, f- a very famous DJ, but I seem to have, like, completely missed the boat. Like, he seems to have gotten, like, ultra-famous probably after I graduated high school. And I don't... I kind of miss the boat on, like, where he fits in. I know who he is, obviously, but I just, I don't know his story. I I know that, like, people, like, have opinions on him and make a lot of jokes about him. But you never heard somebody talk about DJ Khalid like this. Um, But I noticed, like, people use him as memes, and it's like, it's a meme of DJ Khalid saying, you smart. Uh, he's a weird guy. It's a really weird thing, this DJ Khalid thing. What do you think of this DJ Khalid thing? It's a really weird thing, this DJ Khalid thing. It is, though. But here we go. Now we're getting into the good stuff. So it's this is in response to the AI rapper. And this response, which has 606 likes, says, what's the over-under on none of the programmers being black? None is in cap. So the first thing they go with it is that a... An AI rapper has to be programmed by blacks. By blacks. <laughs> An AI programmer has to be programmed by blacks. You know, but that's the, so the first place somebody goes with it is it's a story. I mean, it's like somebody brings this story to it, but the, the first place they go is like, what are the chances none of the AI rappers programmers were even black? So you have to be black to program an AI rapper, this world of infinite possibility of AI where you can represent anything, anybody as anything and truly do whatever you want. I mean, you can truly defy reality. And the first thought somebody has is like, I bet they didn't even use any black programmers. And uh, that's, you know, then somebody, this, and this is funny, like this is funny to me, but then somebody says like, he's not allowed to say nigga. 
And I mean, it's kind of funny. It's, I mean, it's like, that's where people go with it though. It's like, you can see like, aside from this, like six, nine thing, which I don't completely understand. Like the next place people go with it is the racial politics of AI rappers. The next place people go with it. One person, oh, I bet they didn't, I bet they didn't even have any black programs. And then somebody's like, oh, can he say the, the N where the N bomb, you know, can next place somebody goes that then another person as well. And, uh, you know, somebody says racist undertones. I don't know. I, I looked at it. I watched it. I didn't see any racist undertones. What I saw was a pretty good representation, honestly, of what, what shit is going on. Like what I see is actually a really good, like fake looking, but a really good AI version of the exact shit these people are into. Like it's wearing like stupid street clothes. It's got like green hair. It looks exactly, it looks and sounds exactly like what all these people are into. And, and as someone who's not an insider, I probably don't know, you know, what they even like about what and, you know, what the difference is. But um, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, yeah, so a lot of people are talking about the quote-unquote N-word. That's, that's people's first thought. Can it say the banned word? Can it say the evil banned word? That's pretty... Uh, this, that's, that shit's spiritual. You know, that that is spiritual. The idea of, like, can this fake entity that we have programmed say the evil banned word? That's pretty wild. Human beings once used a word to refer to another group of people that was dehumanizing and cruel. But when we program a fake world with fake people, can it use the evil band word? That's, that's what we, and that's the first thing people think, which is interesting. It's not that people are considering that. It's that that's the first thing they ask. The first thing people are concerned with is whether there were black programmers and whether our fake were our fake people in a fake world can say the banned word. That's that's the first place people go with it. Not anything else. Not can it do this? Can it kill people? Can the AI kill people? Can is it ethical to allow? I mean, we're going to be seeing this. You, you, I can joke, but we're going to be seeing this probably relatively soon. Which is like, what are the ethics on making AI people kill other AI people? What happens if you kill? And, and I'm not talking about like you killing somebody else who's like pretending to be AI, but I'm talking about like just you. Let's say it's a bot. Say it's a bot. Let's say we program AI bots and they kill each other. Or we make them kill each other. What are the ethics of that? I mean, you can already see that we, we have huge issues with like video games. Like people have been debating violence in video games forever, violence in movies. We've already been simulating violence as a form of entertainment forever, you know. But we've started doing it with technology, you know, in the last not that long. It's a new invention, but we simulate violence in, you know, movies and then video games, though, are like things really ramped up. 
with violent movies, it was like, oh, you know, this is a little too violent. We shouldn't let kids watch this. But with video games, we started to say, oh, if we allow violence in video games, this is unethical and will encourage violence in real life. But you take that a step further and it's AI killing AI people and you t- people are going to be debating that. Um, it's, it's, it's coming soon. I mean, if, if they're already debating whether, if the first thing they're worried about with an AI rapper is whether it can say certain words or, you know, who programmed it, I don't know. I mean, you can, you can see uh, where people are going to go with this, the sort of constraints. And I, I saw this with the image program, with the image uh, genera- AI generator. There's a really advanced one that I'm, I can't use. Like, I was able to use this free one, which is really cool, just what it's able to do. But there's a really advanced one that some people have access to. And just seeing what they produce is just so fucking crazy. And with that, though, like, a lot of people are upset with that one because it has, like, a diversity filter. I don't know if I talked about this, but it has... They set up a diversity filter. So, like, if you type in, like, man, it will, like, automatically try to, like make those people like not white basically so like people are are really focused in this new world of ai there's a a huge preoccupation with race which is unsurprising because like this stuff it's it's you know you think about like god created man in his image and as we play god in this digital realm it's creating us in our image where we're making it obsessed with race we're making it preoccupied with the same things we do like we're not creating new things like this it's interesting looking at this ai rapper because he looks like all these fucking guys look they weren't like oh hey we're creating an ai rapper let's make him totally new let's make him seven foot eight with green skin and uh glowing fire eyes and a long serpent tongue it's no we're just going to create like a really basic copy of what's already popular in rap like we're not that imaginative like we developed this technology and we're not that imaginative with it we're just like oh let's just make a streetwear soundcloud rapper who looks like every other streetwear soundcloud rapper not like let's create the new rapper nobody's ever seen before all we have are, are the points of reference available to us, which is like the Alan Watts, like ask a man, you know, ask a guy like a guy, a guy's complaining about the universe. He doesn't like the way the universe is arranged. You give him the opportunity to, oh, create a new universe. You don't like the universe. You hate the universe. Well, create a new one that you do like. All he's going to do is rearrange it. You know, man can't just create a brand new universe. He's just going to rearrange the furniture in the universe he knows. Because you even look at our, our, imagine, our imaginative and our creative stuff, where it's like, oh yeah, well, uh, we human beings actually have really out there imaginations and can imagine whole new things. Like what? Like, oh, well, like a dragon. Okay, like, it's like a lizard or a dinosaur with wings, which other things have. Like, you've rearranged the furniture. You've rearranged like this. You've taken something from another thing and put it on another thing. 
You didn't create something new. You took something from one thing and put it on another thing and called it something else. You rearranged it. And so that, that's ultimately what you would do if, if you had the opportunity to make the world or the earth better. You would just probably end up rearranging it because you can't even conceive of a new world. Some people can maybe. I think, I think, there, I think some people have a rare insight or something to where they can, but it's still most of what you're going to do is rearrange what's already here. So of course we create AI and it's just like, oh yeah, it's just what we already have. This, is, this isn't a new thing. Um, but uh, it, it is interesting to me, like going back to that, the image generator I was talking about, they put all these constraints on it. Like one is, is like race-based, like two, like the violence thing. Like you can't generate violence you can't use like a real person's face. Like you can't type in a celebrity's name and generate them doing something. Interestingly, you can get around that apparently by like referring to like a movie character they played, but you can't actually like type someone's name. Not that you can't do it. It's that they've put like a, a filter in that blocks that because they don't want people creating like celebrities doing things they didn't do. But what's, what's crazy about it, though, is just that it's at that point where, like, they've given people access to something that can generate never-before-seen images and co combine things. And once again, though, like, it's not creating new things, though. It's rearranging the furniture. And while maybe somebody can use it to, like, create something pretty fucking new, most people are just going to be like, Will Smith brushing his teeth while wearing a top hat and you know like that's what a lot of people are going to end up using things like this for because it's like all you have are the points of reference available how do you generate something new especially using like a, a, a search prompt in an ai app like how do you generate something new if you don't have the words for it like if you had the words for it it wouldn't be something new right you can't type in something new Something people have never before seen. Like, well, that's what's that going to be? So it's it's funny that like, in order to create something totally new, you already need the words for it, which you can't possibly have because that thing hasn't been created yet. And even your own imagination kind of works that way. Like, telling myself right now, imagine something totally new you've never seen. The closest I can get to that is like an amorphous blob that becomes all kinds of different shapes and contains all kinds of different things, but it's still limited by my idea of an amorphous blob. It's still identified by my idea of like a black mist. So I really can't conceive of something totally new. I need something to exist to be able to describe it, and I need to be able to describe it to make it exist sort of thing. Um, what gets me about it though, well, what most people are going to do with that though, because it's all you really can do, I think there's just different levels of sophistication. 
where but like what a lot of people are going to do is just kind of mix and match where it's like i like they'll tell the ai oh i want you to to make michael jackson with green hair dressed like a sailor on a movie poster from 1923 or you know you know what i mean it's like the most you can do is just like let me combine this 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 and this i'm going to rearrange the furniture Oh, I've never seen Michael Jackson with green hair dressed like a sailor. I'm going to so I'm going to like rearrange the parts to see that. And while everything in AI at this point at least is going to be just a matter of like rearranging things, I do see some things that people have generated with these image apps where I'm like that that is inventive. You might just be rearranging the furniture, but Hey, what else do we have? Like, you know, you live in a house. There's some feng shui, let's say. Like, some people can rearrange the furniture and there's some feng shui. Like, some people can rearrange the universe and do it the right way. Not everybody can. With some people, it's just going to be like, let's put wings on a chair and have a baby sitting on it. And... It's kind of like art or something, because I mean, art, this is art, like, I know people don't want to accept that, like, AI is, most people are fucking AI too, you know what I mean? It's like, most people's art is what I'm talking about here. Like, some people are iconoclastic, and some people manage to transcend their own mind, you know, kind of their own freaking mind and create things that are legitimately refreshing and weird and different, but also good. But a lot of people's art is just like, I'm going to combine this, this, and this. Like when people try to make surreal or abstract or not, not abstract, but like surreal or um, like absurdist art, it's usually just like, I'm going to put like a, a milk bottle on top of a cat's head and the moon's going to be green and the there's going to be like an alligator they're, they're standing on the back of an alligator i don't know whatever the fuck but it's it's just kind of like this mix and match like here's a bunch of random things thrown together isn't that interesting might as well be ai generating that and this is going to be hard for a lot of people to hear as this stuff gets better but i've seen some stuff generated by this ai that I like better than a lot of real art people have made. And if that means that I'm siding with the robots, especially this early in the AI war, I don't know. Get your pitchforks ready. Because I'm the opposite of this. Like philosophically, I believe in the human soul. And I believe that like humans are capable of creating things that machines never will. And the art that I love... I do believe a machine could not create. However, most art fucking sucks. And most artists fucking suck. And this AI is better than a lot of those people. It's not that I think this AI is better than art or better than what people are capable of making. It's that I think it's better than a lot of it. And I don't mean that to be a betrayal or anything. And I'm not, I'm not talking about in terms of skill. I'm talking about in terms of imagination. I'm not talking about skill. I, I would, you know, it doesn't, that's not even a part of the discussion. Like there's people who don't have artistic skill 
who do things better and more imaginative than any AI ever could. You know, it, it's, it's not a matter of skill. It's a matter of what's imaginative. Imaginative. And this AI is imaginative, which is crazy. And what it has right now is just let's combine these different keywords and points of reference. But that's what human beings do with their own minds. You know, this is being created in our image. I'm not pro AI. I actually wish they weren't doing this. I'm I you conservative minded when it comes to technology and I don't trust this. I think we're messing with our consciousness in a way that could be devastating if this stuff continues as it's going. But I'm not going to fight it. And when it, now that I'm being exposed to what they're actually doing with it and what it's able to do just from what's publicly available, I'm like, in three years, and don't, I, I'm not Nostradami, so it could be 10 or it could be 50. But it, I wouldn't be shocked if it, by 2025, there is like mu like music apps where you can basically just ask it to create brand new songs in the style of a band or multiple bands you like. You know, you could be like, oh, you know, I want to hear like new music that sounds like Elvis Presley circa 1956. And it's going to generate songs based on what it observes in that music that you've never heard before that sound exactly like that. And it'll be easy to do with, you know, instrumental music, obviously. Like, I believe that technology probably exists. Like, I believe there's, I, I haven't checked any of this stuff out because I don't actually look for this stuff because I don't really want to know. But when I find out about it, incidentally, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by it. Kind of fascinated. But with the music thing, like, instrumental, you can imagine, would be very easy. And it probably already exists. Like, electronic music would be extremely easy to make this way, where it just generates an instrumental based on a style of music you like. And it could be totally unique. What would be difficult is maybe voice, you know, where it's like if you want, you know, obviously it could recreate a singing voice, but like getting lyrics and like writing brand new lyrics that make sense, that's maybe 50 years away or 10. But when I, when I first tried out this, this one version of the app that I was able to use that just lets you make some very crude kind of AI generated images, I had the thought, I was like, Oh, it's not going to be far off that we are all creating like self-generated entertainment. Like when you come home from work, you get on your computer and you have it generate a custom video or show that you've never seen before based on the keywords that you gave it. And so like everybody's entertainment will be entirely unique to them, which will cause the, our collective consciousness to fracture even more and it's going to be fucking insane uh, i'm just here to watch it happen really if this goes the direction that i think it will don't call me nostradami but it, it seems like it's going in this direction because that first night that i found this ai app i was like i spent hours using it i spent like for a couple days i just kind of had it open and like every once in a while I'd, I'd like if i was going past the computer i would just type something in and see what came up. 
I was fascinated by it. I was amazed by it. I'm like, holy shit. And I was laughing, you know, and having fun with it even. I was like, this is this is satanic and scares me. But hey, you know, this is this is wild. I also just want to see what's here. Curiosity, you know. And I was entertained for a while. I found it really entertaining. I got bored with it eventually. But there was a chunk there, a few days, a week, where I was like, this is really entertaining. But what, what bothers me is just that they're putting in these parameters, like the, going back to these ethics where like you can't depict violence. I guess you can't generate sex. Like the one that's really vivid and lifelike, they have like a sex filter too where you, too, where you can't generate sexual content. And you can't, and then like it tries to automatically populate like racial diversity. Cause like there was something like people discovered that cause like they were trying to generate like a Viking man, blah, blah, blah. And it was like breaking the system. And it, it was like trying to make the Vikings black. So pretty much it's, it's doing exactly what the entertainment industry is doing, where it's like, let's make uh, Julius Caesar black. Oh, here's a clever idea. Let's make Abraham Lincoln black. Oh, let's make George Washington black. You know, it's pretty much like the, the level of sophistication. Somebody goes into these fucking meetings in Hollywood. All they have to say, all you have to do to pitch an idea in Hollywood today is just go in and be like, oh, hey, we're thinking about uh, telling the story of... Uh, you know, Julius Caesar, but he's black. He's black. Black. You want to tell the story of Julius Caesar, but he's gonna be black. He's gonna be black. That's pretty much the level of sophistication of our entertainment industry now. Anne Boleyn, black, all of them. I saw, I saw a whole list of them, and it's crazy. I didn't even know there were that many of those. I'm going to make Lord of the Rings, but it's going to be black. We're going to make Lord of the Rings, but it's going to be black. You know, that's, that's, that's where we're at, people. Let's, let's remake Speed, but Keanu Reeves is black. But AI will be doing all that for you. Because they already are. Like, they set up a filter that basically does that. <laughs> so it's like, here we have everything at our disposal. Our imag this, this thing can generate, you know, anything under the sun, except, like, it's going to force the same parameters on it that we're seeing everywhere else. So it's like, that's why I have a sense of doom about us. You know, that's why I look at, like, the state of things, and I'm just like, I don't have much hope. And when this AI rapper comes out and the very first thing people are concerned with is whether he can say the banned word and, uh, you know, whether, whether black programmers created him and, you know, it's just like, fuck man, it's not, it's not good. And the fact that that's like, that's not just like something that people actively think but that a lot of people like agree that's applauded like that way of thinking is like oh good point like seeing that that person who said like i i bet none of the programmers are even black like a lot of people were like good point golf clap oh that's a very good point yes i, I, bet, I, I bet you're right there's probably not very many black programmers who made the ai rap um you know it's just fucking crazy though
and uh, we're going to see more of it. You know, this is just this is a little glimpse into what we're going to see. And what's going to happen though is people their brains are going to break. They already are breaking. People people's brains are breaking under the load of what they're already under, and maybe they'll adapt. But I think there's going to be a really rough transition where. When we're no longer, I mean, we've already been living in this world where we question everything. Like, for years now, I mean, look at the role that, like, Photoshop has played. Like, nobody really thought that much. Of, like, what you used to hear growing up was airbrush. People would be like, oh, the Playboy models are airbrushed. Oh, the Playboy models, they airbrushed. They're not, they don't really look like that. It's like, it's like a version of the pro wrestling atheists. It's not real. Oh, those Playboy models, they're airbrushed. They, they don't really look like that. You know, that's what we started with. And then it was, I remember like around the time that people started like using the internet more and people would talk about things being Photoshopped, but it was usually pretty blatant and it wasn't something that everybody could or did do or, you know, it was usually just for fun or something. You know, if, if somebody did try to Photoshop a person into doing something, it was kind of blatant and fun. But then you started to see where like dating apps took off and then people are looking at that and they're like, I think she Photoshopped her photo. Oh, I think it's got a filter. Oh, I think she did this to it. And uh, you can see, so it's like, it's led us down this road where like, that's a version of the uncanny valley. Like the uncanny valley is referred to for like like androids where it's like, oh, this, this android is very convincing, but there's something off about it and that bothers me. Well, that's kind of Photoshop too. Like if you're on a dating site or something and you see a girl's photo and you're like, she's, she's very pretty, but something seems a little, uh, you know, like she's photoshopped, you know, it's like you'd see something about it and be like, okay, some, like, I see something I don't trust. I see something that doesn't look real. And it's probably not like, like you think about a photo of a woman that's been photoshopped might as well be an Android because that's not her. Like, yeah, it might still be based on her, but it's like, that might as well be an Android. It's like Timothy Leary saying, if you wear glasses, that makes you a cyborg. The only thing he's ever said that I like, I, I have no problem with him. I just don't know shit about him really. I, like, obviously I know who Timothy Leary is, but I've never like followed Timothy Leary and everything he's said and done. But I really like that. Like if you wear glasses, you're a cyborg. If you use photo, if you Photoshop pictures of yourself and you try to pass them off as real, you're an android. You're on the road to androiddom. You're on the road to androiddom. Androiddom. Welcome to androiddom. And uh, now we're at a point, though, where you can do far more than that. But filters, I've talked about this before. You know, I've, I've told this a million times, but it's relevant here where... My ex-girlfriend's roommate, who was a really sweet girl, not a bad person, not not anything. She just was – she was a really sweet girl, quiet. And one morning, like, we got up and uh, we were, like, drinking coffee, having breakfast. And her roommate, my girlfriend's roommate, like, walked in the room with a conversation starter. And she was like, I just read the most interesting article – 
It was about how Instagram filters are racist. And, and then she went on to explain how, like, basically because black people don't show up. Like, in, you know, on Instagram filters, like, if you put an Instagram filter on, like, a dark enough black person, how, like, you can't see them. Which is just, like, the same is true for my dog. It's called being dark. It's not the filter. It's called dark. Like, there's not as much contrast. Like, half the time I take photos of Batman, you can't see, like, his face. Like, you can't see any distinction because there's no contrast. He's, he's black. He's primarily black. Primarily black. But, uh, no, you know, so it's the same thing with black skin. Like, yeah, like, if you're in a dimly lit room and you try to take a photo of a black person, you can barely see him. Not that I've ever ever done that. <laughs> like, if if you're in a dimly lit, all those times that I've been in a dimly lit room and I try to take a picture of a black person, but no, you know, it, you see it all, all the times in photos where it's like, oh yeah, you know, like you're not going to be able to see him as well. It's not the filter's fault. It's not the 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 room's fault. It's not the lighting's fault. But this girl, like, she had read like a BuzzFeed article or something, and like, this is probably like 2015 or 2016, maybe. And she comes in and like, you could tell that she was, she prepared to talk about this. You know, you could tell that like, as she was like coming out of her bedroom to the kitchen, she, she, this was like her talking point of the day. I read the most interesting article about how Instagram filters are racist because, you know, you can't see black people. You know, it's, it was just fucking crazy. And I, was, I remember just sitting there, like, biting my tongue, because I'm like, this isn't important enough. Because now I'm going to become racist like those Instagram filters if I say anything about this. So it's like, it's not important enough. But it was just the first, like, thing, like, of course, like, somebody has that thought. Just like with this AI rapper, the first thought is like, oh, well, how can we make this, like, how can we make this a part of racial politics right away black programmers can't say the band evil word you know so immediately that's the framework this stuff comes from instagram was new when that girl said that instagram is brand new and immediately people are like oh the instagram filters are racist because the darker something is the harder it is to see especially when the contrast is up which is what Instagram filters typically do. Most of them, they up the contrast, the brightness, and the you know. So, or like the, the 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 brightness and darkness and everything. So it's like, yeah, of course that's not going to play into like if you have the darker the skin you have. It's it's why if you take a photo in a a room with the lights off, you can't see anything. You know, it's just the same exact thing. But people are insane. They're completely insane at this point. And this girl who was really sweet and I, I thought she was smart. I didn't know her that well, but I, you know, she was, she was a pleasant person to be around, but like that to her made sense and was worth talking about with other people, you know, or, or sharing, passing along, letting us know crazy. Um, yeah, I'm looking at these comments still and I'm like, oh yeah, every single thing everybody's the the number one concern about it it's all right there's another dj khalid or something but uh 
Can little can DJ Khalid say anything? Let's make here's the thing. Let's let's make a AI DJ Khalid and can he talk? Should we let the AI talk? It's not about saying a word or not saying a word. Can the AI should we let the AI talk? Should we let the AI have sex with other AI? You know that the image generating one I'm talking about, like they don't let you generate sexual content. But uh, once we create AI versions of people who live lives in AI worlds, can we stop them from having sex with other AI people? Can we stop them from killing each other? And how is this ultimately different from The Sims? I mean, looking at this AI rapper thing, like, it's not even any different from a video game. Like, it might as well be Parappa the Rapper with better graphics. Like, we act like all this stuff is different, which is the funny part about it. Like, we act like a video of a fake AI rapper dancing is any different from, like, a cartoon or, like, a Pixar movie. You created fake music for this fake animated character, and somehow that's different from like Shrek. Like you might as well have Shrek rapping. <laughs> I, must, I feel like in one of the Shrek movies, they must have him rapping at some point, right? They're into that stuff. I feel like like I have no beef with Shrek, but I feel like one of the one of the things in Shrek is they're like. He, it's like they, they bring like modernity into it in this weird way. It's like this medieval fantasy world. And they, they like, isn't it? Well, yeah, because the theme song is, is like Smash Mouth. This, the theme song of Shrek is Smash Mouth All-Star, I think. So they're not, it's like, it's not like, it'd be interesting to change the music. Like It'd be interesting like to, to remove all that shit from Shrek. Like make a really austere, medieval, dark, dark ages Shrek, which would be, just be Lord of the Rings. Let's make Shrek black. Was Shrek programmed by black programmers? Can Shrek say the N-word? I don't see how Shrek's any different. I mean, he might as well be AI, right? Shrek might as well be black. Is Shrek black AI? Is Shrek black AI? Is Shrek black? Is he? I mean, I don't know. I, you know, that, that was the thing with, um, was it Games Workshop? Like, during the summer 2020 hysteria where, like, all those companies were, like, changing everything they do to not be racist. I think it was Games Workshop came out and they were like, we're changing the backstories of orcs to be more humanizing because we realized that, like, Orcs to us have basically been black people, which is funny because, like, I never thought that. As someone who's always been into fantasy and stuff, like, I never once thought, like, oh, yeah, orcs are supposed to be black people. You know, I just never thought that. I was like, orcs are orcs. Orcs, it's like ogres or something. It's, it's like, they're another species of humanoid that is green and grotesque. It's like goblins. Like goblins. I never, I never once thought, yeah, you know, like orcs, black people. 
Because black people are in the, you know, it's like black people are black people. We don't need orcs because black people are black people. Orcs are orcs. But Games Workshop, basically, it, it's funny because like, like what, what so much of that stuff does, and I, I don't want to get into that shit again, but I just have to say, like all of these things like that, like when a company like Games Workshop is like, we're going to humanize orcs and show them to be good because we're just admitting that like we considered them black people all these years. And it's like, you did. You people did. Like you, you, you people who consider yourself like liberal and progressive, like you're admitting that you saw orcs as black people all these years. Meanwhile, I was just like, they're orcs. So it's like you're admitting your own guilt. Like, and that's what ends up happening. Like that was that's what's so funny about like the Robin D'Angelo race stuff is a big part of it was like this this confession thing where like you go around in a circle and you go like I am so racist and then you atone for that and that's what's so funny to me though is it's like you're admitting your own guilt when like in trying to prove that you are progressive and anti-racist you actually just start a conversation by being like hey did you know that I'm so fucking racist dude which I never would have imagined 20 years ago. Like I never would have imagined that progressivism would like would involve like oh yeah the, the, if you're anti-racist the first thing you have to do is loudly tell everybody you're racist. It's a lot like the like vagina having people or whatever, you know, vagina having person birth giving person cuz like the vagina one's really funny. Because, like, that was the sort of shit that, like, incel gamers said to women to be mean to them, like, 20 years ago on the internet. Like, if a, if a boy wanted to harass a woman online, he'd be like, hey, vagina haver. Oh, look, it's a vagina haver. And then now we're at this point where, like, to write a... To have your newspaper article like published in the New York Times, you have to be like, vagina havers are having a difficult time because, you know, mansplaining and manspreading on the subway, you know, like that's where they're at with that. And like that, that would have been the most insulting thing in everybody's eyes to call a woman 20 years ago. If you were talking to a feminist 20 or 30 years ago and you said, Hey, vagina haver. Oh, look, the vagina havers are here. <laughs> look at the vagina haver. You know, it's it, that would have been considered extremely offensive to just refer to somebody by their genitals. And then for things to be at that point now where, like, to be a progressive, you say women are just vagina havers or whatever, or, or just you refer to women as vagina havers, and then, and then you, the other side of that is, I'm so fucking racist, you wouldn't even believe it. Like, that those are like the openers. I'm just like, whoa, that's, that is wild. Just shows you where things can go. Like, it shows you, like, where the logic can lead people. And tells you that people can be convinced of anything. Like, and to be at a point where, like, the people who are being accused of being racist, which are like Republicans, spend all of their time denying they're racist. 
Like if you're a Republican in the last five, six years, all you do is say, I'm not racist. Dude, look at my black friend. Oh, dude, I fucking love black people. Like, look at, look at, listen to this guy. Like, that's like all Republicans ever do now. It's just like, oh, here's my gay black friend who votes Republican. And then the, the people who are like claiming to be pro-black and like for you know, gay people and everything. It's like, they're like, I am so racist and inherently, you know, biased that uh, (laughs) everybody should listen to me. It's just the funniest thing. It's just the funniest kind of reversal of everything. I enjoy it. It's funny to me. I have to, I, I, I get a sense of, you know, I get a kick out of it. But we're going to program our AI using the logic we're currently using, which is funny. Like, I always imagine, like, programming AI would be, like, it would be kind of, we just use, like, the universal experience. Instead, it's going to be subject to, like, all of the biases of the exact people who program it. Like, we're going to make racist AI simply because, like, these progressives who program it are, like, I am such a racist AI and I hate black people, you know, that I have to be committed to anti-racism or, you know, you know, whatever they do, um, they're going to program it like using their own logic, which is going to be really funny. And that is the funny thing about it too. Cause like race comes up on both ends where like, I can't remember if it was like Google, Google. Yeah. I don't remember if it was Google, Google. No, you, you use in this household, we use a lot of Google. Hey, nice to have you here. Stay in. Uh, the guest room's always open for you. You know, just so you know, though, when you're in our house, we do a lot of Googling. We, we spend a lot of time on Google. If you're going to be staying in our guest room and spending time with us, you know, you kind of got to do what the whole family does. And we do a lot of stuff on Google. We do a lot of stuff on Google. It's what we call Google, isn't it? And I want you to... When you're in the guest room, what I really want to know is that you're in there and you're using Google. You're doing a lot of Google. Hey, Google. Hey, Google. Hey, Google. Uh, what the fuck am I saying? What the fuck am I thinking, man? This is another episode getting an hour long, but uh, we're doing a lot of Googling here. That's another random note just on the topic of Google. Like, that's another thing. Like, I've I've, I've been privy to like the the tran the the transition into, which is like people Googling in front of you. Like, my friend was telling me her boyfriend or she was her ex boyfriend now. But she was telling me like one of the things she didn't like about him, and he's older than we are. Like he's he's like in his forties, and I thought he was a nice guy. Like I, I didn't have any problem with him. I met him and I thought he was really nice. But he was like in his forties, and like she said though, like one of the things that she didn't like is they'd be having a conversation, and he would like Google things she would say to like verify them. He would do like a, what we call doing a little fact checking. He's called doing a. They're doing what we call uh, doing a little fact checking. It's called doing a little fact checking, but we like to call it doing a little fact checking. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, he, he was doing a little fact checking, I guess, or that and that. And I was like, yeah, that, that's really rude. 
that's really uh we didn't really develop like a clear like social code around doing that like because we all know that like looking at your phone while someone is talking to you or something is is considered kind of offensive and people kind of ignore that now like there's not really clear etiquette around these things but i do think like looking something up that somebody's talking about it without it being like it's one thing if you're like oh hey have you heard about like the the spring shakespeare festival in blah 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 and they're like, oh, no, like, let me look that up and see when it is or, you know, where it is. You know, it's one thing if you're talking to them and it's like relevant to the conversation and like adds to it or like answers a question that both of you have. Like what time are movie? What time are they playing the what time are they playing Blair Witch Project at the local uh, popcorn theater? <laughs> popcorn theater. <laughs> a rare high pitched laugh there. <laughs> At the, <laughs> at the local popcorn <laughs> I don't I'm trying to think if I've ever heard that at the local po- <laughs> it's like the it's like the <laughs> it's like the local penny arcade the local popcorn th- I can't even say it. I don't I have no fucking idea why that's so funny to me the local popcorn theater Oh, hey, they're playing Blair Witch Project at the local popcorn theater, and I was thinking maybe we'd get some tickets. Oh, yeah, you know, we as a kid, we used to go to the local popcorn theater. As if that's different than a normal theater. Like, I'm trying to think if I've ever, ever heard that. I'm going to start a business called that. I'm going to start, like, some super, like, boutique, independent movie theater in this town. And I'm going to call it, like, the, the popcorn theater. <laughs> hey, welcome to the popcorn theater. Oh, hey, we're going to the Popcorn Theater this weekend. Hey, you know, I I was thinking, uh, hey, Molly, I was thinking, uh, you know, if you don't have any plans this weekend, they're playing uh, Blair Witch Projects at uh, the the local Popcorn Theater. I thought we'd maybe go and uh, you and I would maybe go and uh, if you you wanted to. If you if you want to go to the local Popcorn Theater. Hey, baby, you want to go to the local Popcorn Theater? Go to the local popcorn theater. They don't sell popcorn. It's just a name. Go to the local popcorn theater. They don't even sell popcorn. It was just a name. But uh, going to the local popcorn theater, it's, I love that. I don't know why I love that so much. I don't know why I find that so funny. Ooh, yeah, I gotta go to bed, man. I'm gonna. This is. Gonna, I, I've gotten like 20 hours in the last week. I've gotten like. Probably like three to five hours a night. So much has been going on. So much crazy shit. But uh, I always got time to go check out a movie at the local popcorn theater. Oh yeah, my 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 grandpappy, my poppy used to take me and my brother and sister on weekends down to the local popcorn theater, and you would pay a nickel. It's like a Nickelodeon. They take us down to the old Nickelodeon. <laughs> The old Nickelodeon. Oh man, the pot. Uh, I'm not gonna say it again. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Like, who knew? Like, that's 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 how I know. Like, I probably my brain is probably long gone. My brain probably got dropped off at the popcorn theater a long time ago. 
my brain is something like my my brain is actually popcorn. <laughs> my brain, like, see that popcorn in that bucket over there? See that popcorn bucket? Like one of those kernels was once my brain. Actually, my brain would make an entire bucket of popcorn if you put it in the microwave. Put my brain in the microwave, you're gonna get a whole bucket of popcorn. That thing will be popping. No, but I know that my brain is popcorn because that's like the funniest thing I've heard in probably three years. That's probably the hardest I've laughed at something in a year. The popcorn theater. Because people used to always call shit like old timey shit. Like they used to, they used to always call everything that. Oh, we're going to the old soda arcade. Oh, they used to take us on down to the old Nickelodeon. The Penny Arcade. Like, there used to be places you could go like that, like the old popcorn theater. And what I like, though, is like the idea of like a, like a, a theater that doesn't sell popcorn, which is what the one I'm going to make. I'm going to start a movie theater that doesn't sell any popcorn. We don't eat popcorn here. Come up with a whole menu. I'm I'm, I'm I'm workshopping the menu here for my popcorn theater. No popcorn. You just get my brain on a plate. It's like those dinner theaters. I've never been to one, but it's like, oh yeah, we're we're gonna eat dinner while we watch the movie. They bring my brain out on a plate, and people just start cutting into it. And someone says, "Can you serve this back? Can you can you take this back?" I think I think this guy's brain is undercooked. I think this guy's brain is overcooked. That'd be worse. Like if they were serving your brain like a piece of meat to another person at a restaurant and like they sent your brain back. <laughs> they send your brain back and like I guess it'd be okay if it's like undercooked cuz it's like you can cook it a little longer. But if they overcook your brain, like someone's like, I'll, I'll take his brain. Like, where did you get this brain? Yeah, excuse me. Like, I, I see that it's like one of those where you have to ask the price. It's like a, a steak. You have to ask what the price is of like the steak for the night. Someone orders a brain. They're like, oh, yeah, we got this one uh, this morning. Yeah, we got this guy's brain this morning. He was uh, talking about popcorn theaters and he just died and. We got his brain, so they serve my brain to this customer, to this diner, this patron, and they say, "Hey, this is this is overcooked. Take it back." And they just throw my brain in the trash. My brain's in the dumpster behind the restaurant, still thinking thoughts about popcorn theaters. I almost don't want to know, but I'm gonna before I end up. Where I quit, I'm going to look up Popcorn Theater right now. Popcorn Theater. Hey, baby, this is the Popcorn Theater. How can I help you? Popcorn Theater. Um, I don't see anything. I mean, maybe it's such a generic set of keywords, what we call a generic set of keywords, that uh, nothing's coming up. I don't see anything though. I think this is a this is a new idea. 
This is a new idea, calling it a popcorn theater. I don't. All I'm seeing there are articles from like three months ago about how there's going to be a popcorn shortage. Everybody, everybody. You ever notice too how like uh, piss smells like popcorn? I was talking to my friend about this a while back. It's something I've always noticed, especially the popcorn. Well, just, yeah, no, there's something about, like, uh, like, especially, like, homeless people's piss that's been, like, sitting in the same places, like, in alleyways and things like that for a long period of time. Like, it really smells like popcorn, and I don't know why that is. Because the opposite isn't true. Like, when I smell popcorn cooking at home, I don't go, smells like piss. <laughs> like, I don't think about piss when I smell popcorn popping like it doesn't bring that to mind like if i really stop and think about it maybe i'll go like oh yeah this kind of reminds me of that weird smell that piss takes on you know under bridges where homeless people live but there's something about that smell like the piss under bridges smell where i i go like immediately i'm just like that smells like popcorn not like popcorn. smells like the popcorn theater you know, the interesting thing about the popcorn theater is uh, it smells like piss. <laughs> yeah, I used to go to the popcorn theater, and, uh, you know, over the years, it's really gone downhill. I used to take my dates there. I used to, I used to take my dates down to the popcorn theater when we were kids, and uh, it's really gone downhill. You know, I went there, uh, my wife and I went to the popcorn theater the other day, and, like, the whole place just smelled like piss. Whole thing just smelled like piss. I, you know, I went up there and I, I asked for a refund. I said, hey, you know, I, I came here. I used to come here as a kid. You know, I grew up by, I used to take girls here. I used to, I used to borrow my dad's car and bring the girls here. But I can't, I can't help but tell you though, though it smells like piss. Being here now, this, the place smells like, if it, it smells like piss. Popcorn theater now smells like piss. This land is mine God gave this land to me This brave this golden land to me And when the morning sun Reveals her hills and plains I see a land where children